welcome to another episode of Just Jerry Live with Todd Bryant and Jeff Short. What's going on, man? Not too much. Just relaxing on a, a Monday after a, a busy Sunday. Busy Sunday. Well, at least that's the only day every week you have to work. Yeah, that's the good thing about pastors. You just have to work one day a week. And it's just it's just part time. <laughs> hey, we are uh, getting towards the end of the year. I know everybody's busy around this time, holidays and uh, family get-togethers and things like that. But it's also a time that people begin to look at New Year's resolutions. And I know we can talk for or against those. That's that's another subject altogether. But committing to mature yourself spiritually this next year, I think we would probably both agree would be a good thing. And specifically, we wanted to talk today about reading the Bible daily and in a plan perhaps that would get you through the entire Bible this next year. Absolutely. Do you do you think most Christians read their, and I say Christians in, in a broad sense, uh, not everybody who professes the name of Christ, of course, is saved. But do you think most church-going people, maybe I should say it that way, you think most church-going people read their Bible daily? Well, I've seen some statistics that would suggest otherwise, uh, that they do not. And uh, probably some conversations that you have would <laughs> probably also suggest that. Have you been surprised if if you go preach somewhere and you preach a passage that you feel like should be a somewhat well understood passage, uh, something that people would be familiar with. You get conversation questions, comments that suggest that perhaps somebody's never even heard of that passage before. Does that happen? That has happened more than once. Is there something to be said about the availability of scripture today in our I mean, obviously, there we have more availability of the Bible today than any generation has ever had. You, you can carry it around on your phone. You can carry it around on a hard copy. You, you can get a pocket edition. You can get just a New Testament. I'm, the Bible is accessible. Would you say that we are as ignorant of the Scriptures as any generation that has ever been? Yeah, we might be. You know, the Bible is uh, it's very handy. You know, most people have several copies and maybe in several different formats, especially with digital being available. You know, I was talking with someone the other day and about how I used to carry one of those little pocket New Testaments, and I think it had Psalms and Proverbs with it. I used to carry one of those actually in my pocket, you know, all the time. Of course, that was when I had a flip phone and you didn't have a Bible on your phone in those days. So it's much more convenient now, but sometimes with that convenience, it's also easier to ignore. Yeah, we, we live in a day when some of the younger people who might happen up onto this podcast have no idea what a flip phone is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if they've recovered from you talking about wearing a wristwatch, they, uh, maybe they can Google it and find out what a flip phone is. You know, when I moved my dad from a flip phone to one of those phones that slides out, that was some of the biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> We were hardly ever able to even connect on a phone call the first try when I <laughs> did that. Okay, look, back back on point. Okay, so the question initially was, do most Christians read their Bibles every day? I, I think we will have to admit that most don't, at least not a large portion of it. 
I think some people are in the habit of reading a verse a day, like a, an inspiration verse of the day. Right. That's that's not reading the Bible. So let's move from do most to should Christians read, and I by that I mean significant portions of the Scripture every day. Should they read the Bible every day? Well, if you're looking for a command, you know, in the Bible about reading the Bible daily, you're not really going to find it. But at the same time, when you look at the way that the Bible is talked about, Scripture is talked about as being compared to our daily bread, being compared to, in the book of Job, to our necessary food. So obviously those are things that we do daily. And just the value of Scripture as it's presented to us, we really should be reading the Bible daily. Well, and, you know, obviously Paul tells Timothy that the Bible was actually breathed out by God through the men that were holding the pen onto the paper. It, it is absolutely God's Word, and it is the means through which God has promised to mature His people. Right. And if we want to be mature Christians, though I love devotionals like Morning and Evening by Charles Spurgeon. I've, I've read that. I'm sure you have. I've got a copy sitting right over here. But it's not a replacement for Scripture. And Certainly not. We need to we need to understand that. What do you think there are parts of the Bible that Christians today have a tendency to read over other parts or on the flip side portions that they tend to ignore rather than other parts? Yeah, given the choice, nobody's flipping open to the first 9 chapters of 1st Chronicles and reading that daily. Um, <laughs> they're they're going to go they're going to go somewhere else, maybe a maybe a short psalm or few different verses in Romans, and you know, I'm sure there's ones we're going to tend to favor and move toward. Well, every church, every every type of church, and of course, you and I have strong opinions on the right type of church. Uh, obviously, we're pastors, and and we believe certain set of doctrines. But what whatever right. group of churches that you're in, you have your favorite passages, and those are the ones that people tend towards. Right. The problem, though, is you you ignore other parts of Scripture that are just as God-breathed and inspired, just like those first nine chapters of First Chronicles. I, I know we struggle to find the meaning in such a long genealogy, but there is meaning there, and, and God breathed that out just like He did Romans chapter 8. One of the other problems is that when you just read a verse or two, you're actually not really getting the meaning because you're you're not really getting the context of what's being said. You're just getting a statement and something that might sound good to put on a bumper sticker if people still do that, or maybe post on Twitter or something like that. It might sound good, but you know, what does that verse actually mean? What's it actually, you know, saying? What's the context of it? And, you know, so if you're just flipping around the Bible and reading a verse here and a, and a verse there, you're, you're not really getting the meaning even of the verses you're reading. Well, and it's quite common for cultish type groups, we know, to take verses maybe that are, you know, for Israel and the promises connected with Israel and try to connect them with a health and wealth prosperity type gospel. And oh, maybe, absolutely. maybe we're on guard against that, but we can do the same thing if we're not cautious and we're not looking at the context. Yeah, we definitely can do the same. You said that about reading one verse. It made me think, uh, you've probably seen this on social media. I have seen this for some reason from pastors regularly, and it, it goes something like this. 
better to read one verse and retain it than five chapters and get nothing. Or maybe some would even say better to read one verse and retain it than read the entire Bible and retain nothing. And though technically that may be true, I I just don't like that statement. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, it's one of those statements that just on the surface, it sounds good, but I really question how someone could read a whole chapter, several chapters, or even read through the whole Bible in a year and get nothing out of it as compared to reading one verse one time. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't, I don't even see how that's possible. And it's certainly not very likely. Well, the, the Bible is not that difficult to understand, at least at surface level. Now, I, right. I, I don't mean there aren't some deep things in the scripture. Certainly there are. Uh, I know both of us spend hours preparing one sermon. Obviously, there's more than surface level. But if you read, for instance, the first two chapters in Genesis and the first chapter of Matthew, which if you're on some type of plan, that's probably going to be day one of Jan- you know, January to get through the Bible in a year. Those are very understandable chapters. And there's just right. no reason that if you're paying attention, you're reading on purpose, that you shouldn't be able to comprehend three chapters. And I would say if, if a person can read through the Bible in a year without any comprehension, or even five chapters in one sitting without any comprehension, they probably just don't care about what they're reading. Or that, you know, there's some type of other issue that would be abnormal. But in a normal situation, that's just not possible. Well, I think also we are retaining more than we might think that we are as we read. I had an experience a couple of years ago, preached at a Bible conference and preached a passage from the Old Testament that's probably not extremely familiar to everyone. And I had an old gentleman come up to me afterwards and he had been, he was telling me he had been saved for 30 some years and that when he was saved, he had made a commitment that he was going to read the whole Bible. He said he had read the Bible through every year since he was first saved. So over 30 years, he's been reading the Bible through. And he made a a comment to me and he said, you know, I had never thought about this. And it was something I'd said in the sermon uh, from that passage. But then he said, but that makes sense. And he started making several connections, you know, in the rest of that book. And I thought, you know, here he was, he's read the Bible through, he was very familiar with the account, and maybe he hadn't seen something, but once it was pointed out to him, you know, it all fell into place, and he connected it with this and that, and, and, you know, the other thing from this account, and, you know, obviously, that is just one example of how that reading was beneficial to him. Well, I've read the Bible through multiple times, and I do it every year on a schedule, and we'll talk about that in a second. But for years, my father and I read the same schedule. I made sure that I got he and I the same book as we were reading through the Bible, and we were blessed to work at the same place for 10 years, and we talked on the way to work every day for 10 years, and most of the time, we ended up on our daily reading. And almost every day, we discussed something we couldn't remember from the previous year, you know. <laughs> the, right. My point being, if, if this guy you're talking about has read the Bible through 30 times, he's getting more in year 30 than he got in year one. Absolutely. And I, I can say the same thing for myself. I'm sure you can say the same thing. Right. It, it, you just are going to get more as you do it. 
Right. But it's important to do it. So what what's the best way to do it? I mentioned a plan. That's worked for me. How about yourself? Well, I think a daily plan, some sort of a schedule, and I don't really care what that is. Some people like to print a sheet of paper out. Some people use a bookmark. Some people, they may they, they print Bibles that are printed in a one-year format. And so you can read it that way. You can do it on various apps, you know, on your phone or tablet. And it really don't, I don't really care, you know, what way someone does it. I've done it just about all of those ways at one point or another. But one of the main things, in my own experience, I set out a number of times to read the Bible through, but I didn't have any sort of plan, anything that I would check off, you know, and be able to, to keep track of and keep, keep up with. And I just never accomplished it. I never read the Bible all the way through until I used the plan to do it and made a commitment that I'm going to read daily and read through the Bible. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to say, I, this, I hope this doesn't come across very judgmental. It probably will, and somebody will probably comment about it, but uh, we're always looking for interaction with listeners. <laughs> but it, to make a defense of reading one verse a day over three or four chapters a day, to me, is just urging people to be lazy relative to reading their Bible. Right. Now, I agree with you. A plan is the best way. And we've, we at our church here have bought those one-year Bible books for our members. And those that get them and work with them generally are able to make it through. There's something about watching that bookmark go from January 1st to July to the end of the year that is encouraging for a person. But it does it does cause you to commit to a certain amount of time every day. Not nearly as much as people think, though. Now, I would suggest you read your Bible in this format at the same time every day. Don't leave it up to random. Random doesn't work for anything else we do in life. It's not going to work for your daily Bible reading. But how much time would you say on average a, a an average reader would have to spend reading their Bible to get through it in a year? I would say an average reader, probably around 15 to 20 minutes, maybe. It, it's really, I think it only takes, I think about 70 hours at just a normal reading speed to read the entire Bible. So when you think about that, that's that's really, you know, I have worked 70 hours in a week before, you know, so though I don't, uh, you know, those weeks are... <laughs> not ones that I look forward to, but, you know, I've done it. So when you think about that, that's really not that long, uh, but you, you can you can break it up and, and read 15 minutes to 20 minutes maybe a day and get through it. And you're probably better off to do it first thing because once you get into the day, things can get busy, distractions happen, you know, you can just get knocked off course. And then if you leave it till bedtime, I don't know. You're probably going to be pretty tired and and probably the least likely to retain at those times. So I don't know what the average is in America, but most people hit the snooze button three or four times. That's just the world we live in. What you're saying is if a person just doesn't hit that snooze button twice and forces herself to get up, they can read through their Bible in a year. No problem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't think it's any problem to do in those small chunks. So what if the people who say, yeah, you know, that plan, you're just, that's just an obligation. You're not really reading it out of a desire to know God's word. You're reading it out of an obligation at that point. Well, I've obviously heard that, and I, I like to put it this way. Do you put a reminder on your phone so that you remember your anniversary 
for your wife's birthday so that you're able to, uh, you know, be prepared and, and tell her happy birthday or get her a gift or whatever. Well, since my wife so, listens to this broadcast, I just, I just want to be known. I don't have to put anything on a reminder to remember anything important <laughs> in her life. Don't, but don't look at I'm my sure. calendar. <laughs> I'm sure. So, but, but the thing is, is that is putting a reminder in your phone. Does that mean that, that what you did for your wife was out of obligation and not because you loved her? Well, no, I would say that because you loved her, you made sure that, you know, you remembered at the right time and, you know, you did the things that you needed to do. So, you know, using a plan, do you not set a plan because you desire to read through the Bible because it's, you know, you believe that's a a good thing to do. And so then following a plan, does that just make it obligation? Well, that don't really make a lot of sense to me, but I guess it does some people. No, I agree with you. I I think committing to a plan is committing to an obligation, but you do that out of your love and desire to know God's word. And let's just be honest. Some nights you're not going to sleep as well as you do other nights. You're going to get up. Maybe you don't feel like reading your Bible. I'll, I'll freely confess I'm a pastor, but there are days I want to read it more than others. When, when I'm in chapter four of First Chronicles, it's hard to pick it up and read it maybe that day. <laughs> but I have right. never read my Bible and then regretted doing it. Well, it is certainly the way that God uses to mature us. You know, I just preached a series through Psalm 119, which is all about the Word of God. And it's really interesting to see how the writer addresses different issues of life. Uh, such as you know persecution, uh, times of affliction, times of waiting when it seems like answers aren't coming, deliverance isn't coming, what have you. And throughout all of that, the writer continued to commit to the Word of God, and you can see how that there actually there was comfort, there was help there in you know going through the Bible when a catastrophe hits or you know, something comes up and it's time that you need the Bible, that's not the time you're going to be able to read the whole Bible. So in a way, it does help to prepare us for different issues of life and having those passages of the Bible in mind. And and I, of course, numerous times there's been something in my recent reading, you know, that has helped me in some situation, whatever that might be. It's just, there's been a number of times that's happened. So it, it really is. I mean, it's beneficial for you in every way. Another benefit is that it will it will help you get a whole lot more out of the preaching and teaching that you hear. The more familiar you are with the Bible, the more you're going to be able to to glean from the preaching and teaching that you receive. Are you able to tell the members that you have that read their Bible regularly compared with those that don't? Sure. I mean, you you can. You can usually tell someone is more familiar with the Bible and someone is less. Absolutely. I I have no doubts of that. I mean, there just are some folks that put more effort into their study, and it shows because they get more out of the preaching, especially if that preaching is, you know, sequential expository where you're working through books and they've read through those same books they're going to get more of the theme of Scripture and bring it together as, as you're working through a passage of Scripture. So why, why do you think people don't read their Bible? There may be a couple of reasons. I think there are at least a couple of main reasons. And I, we've just got to cut to the chase and say that reason number one is probably just laziness, that it takes more work, it takes more discipline to be able to read the Bible daily, to read the whole Bible in a year. 
it does take effort. But then when you think about what Solomon said in, in the first nine chapters of Proverbs, as he continually addressing his son, you know, one of the places he said, you should be searching, seeking for wisdom like it was a hidden treasure. People will put a lot of effort in if they think there's some money to be at the, to be got at the end of it. You know, they'll, they'll put a lot of effort into figuring something out. So I really think the biggest reason is really just laziness. Uh, we just, it's hard in some ways and we just don't want to do it. Yeah, I think also sometimes people just have the wrong expectation as if they're going to read a Bible, a passage out of the Bible, I should say, and that day they're just going to be on top of the world. And that's just not always the case. There are some passages in the scripture that are tedious. They're technical. When you're reading through the instructions in the Mosaic Law through the book of Leviticus, you're probably not going to feel like you're living on top of the world, but you should be thankful for the work of Christ on the cross when you're reading through those. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a benefit to all of God's word. I have a cousin who I challenged several years ago to read through the scripture. And one of the ways that he's chosen to do it, which is not necessarily one of my favorite ways, but he's done this for years, is he's bought the Bible on cassette and he's got about a 30 minute drive to work. And he listens intently to it every day. And he's been able to get through the Bible several times that way. Now, I, I like eyes on paper, but that just shows you how, how many more available ways we have to get through the Scripture. And there's just really not an excuse today not to give it not to give it a shot. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to help you, but you just keep dating yourself. Now you're talking about cassettes, you know. But I, but I, <laughs> I'm sure that he downloaded it into his iPod. Uh, did I say cassettes? Wow. <laughs> that just came out like normal. Yeah, like the, like a cassette. That's just something that everybody uses daily. <laughs> I don't even have a means to play a cassette tape right now. If I if I had, no, I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah. What do you you got anything else? I, I mean, all I would want to do is just encourage people to commit to that this year and give it a shot. I've never heard anybody that has read through their Bible in a year regret it, and I've certainly never actually heard of that person who read the entire thing with zero comprehension. I know people say that, but I've never read. I've never talked to that person who's done that. Right. That's true. And, you know, the point about having the wrong expectations, it's it's kind of the same reason why people don't eat healthier or maybe they need to lose some weight. And so after a few days, you know, they're just not really seeing results. And Well, this don't work. So, that, so they just abandon it and go on. And, and I think that's a good point because what, what do we think is going to happen? Well, it's it's most likely it's going to happen slowly over time. And, you know, the, the word is you're just going to be building up. You know, the Bible says that we're supposed to hide the word of God in our hearts. You know, we're supposed to store it up. We're supposed to treasure it up within us. And really, there's just no way to do that except that the Bible, you know, gets in us somehow. You know, we have to take it in. Yeah, we have expectations about reading the Bible that we don't have about anything else in life. It takes effort and time and method to grow in anything, whether you're learning to hit a baseball or you're learning algebra or you're learning a a job that you're going to do. I know we live in this world of religious experience, and we can deal with that on another broadcast sometimes, but reading your Bible is not always going to give you that mountaintop experience. Sometimes it's just going to be what you're learning, but God will bring that back into your mind when you need it at some point. Right. Yeah. And reading the Bible daily and doing it for a little while, I mean, it's not going to make you a a Todd Bryant level Bible master, but just keep at it. Let's hope it'll get people further than that. Do you have anything else? 
I think that's all. All right. Well, until our next Coming Just Jerry broadcast on the evils of gluttony, we'll sign off. (laughs) Hope you are dedicated to read through your Bible next year. God bless.